Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It is Tuesday, February 19. This is my dad's 76th birthday, incidentally. Oh, Welcome wow. to Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. And I am Jafet de Oliveira. And let me pray for today. Um, Heavenly Father, just thank you for today. Uh, wonderful to be able to call in your name. It's wonderful to know, Lord, that uh, as we read this passage, to think of the context and the, and the place that Paul was writing this and to know that uh, he was addressing his community and, and that we're reading it 2,000 years on. And uh, I ask, Lord, now as we think 2,000 years on, can we be transformed by this? Can we be affected by this? What can it mean for us? We ask for your blessing and your guidance of this. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 1 Corinthians 6, 12 through 20 in the message, the MSG. Oh, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just because something is technically legal doesn't mean that it's spiritually appropriate. If I went around doing whatever I thought I could get by with, I'd be a slave to my whims. You know the old saying, first you eat to live and then you live to eat? Well, it may be true that the body is only a temporary thing, but that's no excuse for stuffing your body with food or indulging it with sex. Since the master honors you with a body, honor him with your body. God honored the master's body by raising it from the grave. He'll treat yours with the same resurrection power. Until that time, remember that your bodies are created with the same dignity as the master's body. You wouldn't take the master's body off to a whorehouse, would you? I should hope not. There's more to sex than mere skin on skin. Sex is as much spiritual mystery as physical fact. As written in scripture, the two become one. Since we want to become spiritually one with the master, we must not pursue the kind of sex that avoids commitment and intimacy, leaving us more lonely than ever, the kind of sex that can never become one. There is a sense in which sexual sins are different from all others. In sexual sin, we violate the sacredness of our own bodies, these bodies that were made for God-given and God-modeled love, for becoming one with, with another. Or didn't you realize that your body is a sacred place? the place of the Holy Spirit? Don't you see that you can't live however you please, squandering what God paid such a high price for? The physical part of you is not some piece of property belonging to the spiritual part of you. God owns the whole works. So let people see God in and through your body. Did you like that one more? Yeah, it didn't it didn't talk as much about prostitutes, although there was the word whorehouse. <laughs> okay. So. All right. All right. Yeah, you know, I, I like that it didn't specifically pinpoint the prostitute being the problem. Okay. I appreciated that. All right. Well, here's the question for today. Uh, where in my life do I need to rethink what's good for me? Where in my life do I, re- do I need to rethink what's good for me? Oh. Well, I think everyone in all areas of their life need to rethink what's good for them. And, always. I, and I would say that it probably it varies depending on what stage of you are in your life as well. True. So like when, you know, when you're a kid, what, what you think is good for you would probably be like brushing your teeth or mm. doing your homework and whatever it may be and, you know, making friends and so on. And as you get older, I mean, every stage of life, there's a different 
kind of priority. Yeah, or, and you know, I was reminded like of this yesterday. I was given a survey to uh-huh. fill out at the university, and I always fill out surveys. Survey karma. It's a grad student thing. So because we know that we're going to have to collect data one day, yeah, yeah, yeah. if anybody gives us a survey, we do it. This was the worst survey I've ever taken in my life. For one thing, it was exhaustive. The amount of of items on it, and they related. It was a health, a health and wellness. Oh, yeah. Survey for college students. Yeah. And I realized pretty much by about the third question that I was not their target <laughs> demographic. And they did eventually on the last page ask me how old I was. And I, I and, got to answer that. And there was that. no category for you. But, you know, one thing, I, there were probably 40 items on my alcohol use. Oh, yeah. So it would first ask you about your own use. And yeah. I wish that they had at the very beginning just had an I don't drink alcohol. And, and then you, then could, you could skip, skip it. Because yeah. I just had to fill in all these circles like. Calling yeah, circles yeah. doesn't apply, doesn't apply, doesn't apply. But um, interestingly, what it did was it seemed to be contrasting what you report of yourself and then what you think other people do. Because then it wanted me to estimate what I think the other students do. So this is what I did. I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea oh, what the other students yeah, yeah, do. Like how yeah. much they drink, how often do they black out, how, how much methamphetamine do they use. So it went first through alcohol and then it went through various illegal substances. So they're trying to, they're trying to gauge what through. they think the community life is like. Yeah, I think they're... Well, and moreover, what your perceptions are mm-hmm. might indicate something about... What's really going on? Yeah, that yeah. you that, that there could be a gap between what you do and what you think other people are doing. Well, well that also felt kind of meaningless to me because I mean I don't know what how am I supposed to know what other people are doing? Well, it's like it's like people are. It's easier to not report your own issues, but it's easier to report what you you know yes. you see what's going on around you, right? So maybe, but that's, you know, I don't see anybody doing me things. Again, you don't I live am in the dorm. forty-seven, right? <laughs> I'm just I'm in class. Nobody's. Like shooting up opioids in the backseat of Good. <laughs> statistical methods too, as far as I can tell. So, yeah, but it, it was interesting. It did make me think, wow, there are, there is a huge amount of dysfunction though, because the very fact that they're doing this survey and they were saying that the mm-hmm. reason they're doing it is to kind of make a case for the funding of various student support services. Oh, okay. So they're That's trying to make a case that, yeah, people have a lot of problems and they do. I, I don't doubt that at all. Um, I like, I but like, I thought I wondered just why people are yeah. generally at certain ages, in particular, so incredibly self-destructive. I do think that's like the binge drinking, the drug use, the kind of. It, it was constantly the survey asking when you party, and it put the word party in quotation marks. Um, you know, and then asking things about what you do when you party. And I was just thinking about how repulsive I find the whole idea of partying in general. Just like, wow, that does not sound well, and that, and I like think something I want to do. That speaks to, obviously, our stage of life yes, right? and what our priorities are. And I think that that's exactly the issues that, you know, when you're younger and... You know, it seems, it seems fun, and I and guess. Kind of fun stuff. And um, so it's just, a, it's a, just a different way and a different place of being. And I think that actually is part of uh, what growing up is or, or, or going through the different phases of life. You know, it's like when you sit with somebody who is much older than us and, and, and they are just, I'm not worried about that. I'm not thinking about yeah, that. I'm thinking about this. You, you have this just a life. different. Well, although I think what makes me sad is I think a huge amount of these students. They're not having a good time. They're doing all this stuff, but it's not fun. Yeah. You know, they're miserable anyway, but for some reason they feel compelled. 
you know, like this is what they're supposed to be doing. Well, don't, don't you think that's actually what Paul's trying to say then in this text Maybe. overall is that he's trying to he's trying to say, look, that you were built for something. You may think that you have this absolute freedom to just do whatever, and you actually do have the freedom to do whatever. But it doesn't but, mean that you should. But it doesn't mean that you should. Yeah. And just because you were made with the ability to do all this stuff, you, I mean, you, you, you know, you have a car and you can drive it. 500 miles whatever it is but you, you know, shouldn't but you shouldn't do that you can you can jump off a bridge but you shouldn't you know you can do whatever you want to but there is a a reason you exist and and some of us it's easy to forget that and to mill along in life and uh, and forget the, the the purpose of what we do and yet i actually think that there is sometimes um uh just a, a desire that people have where they just don't want to have a purpose yeah, you know, I there's think like so. stages of your life where you just think, I just, just kind of need to dial it in right now. I just want, yeah, I just do not want to have a big purpose, a big picture. I just would like to just be kind of brain dead for a moment, you know. I just because um, purpose means intentionality, it means follow through, and uh, and means responsibility, and so people do that. But it's um, there's a certain level of uh, dissatisfaction that exists, that it actually permeates and grows on you. And uh, I think that that's actually what needs to be addressed about it. It's like, it's like you know, um, uh, you can enjoy a movie and you can watch a great movie and then you can watch 15 great movies back to back, right? And so then you're like, you, you've had a lot of great movies back to back. Do you feel better at the end of 15 great movies back to back? Or do you feel like, oh man, that was a lot. And yeah. so, and so, well, it's so possible. It's too much of a good thing. It's possible, right? Exactly. And so, these are things to, to kind of process with life as well. So, let me repeat the question one more time: Where in my life do I need to rethink what's good for me? I think it really varies um, what stage of life you're in. You should think about that with your friends. Talk about that with your community, your loved ones. Look after each other. Live love, and we'll connect tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.